This is Tris Hussey. I'm a writer, author, content marketer, and blogger. And in this podcast, I'm going to be talking to other writers, bloggers, content marketers, so you can take a peek behind the curtain of what it's like to create all the content you read every day. Welcome to My Ink Stained Fingers. Welcome to my ink stained fingers. And uh, we've known each other how long? Oh my gosh. Well, more than 10 years easily. More than 10 years easily. Yeah. 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 What year we are? You know, you get old when you can't figure out the year. So I would probably say 15 years. I would guess, I would guess 2006 is probably. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. And it's, and it's when you were at the CBC mm-hmm. um, doing technology reporting. Um, and I think the last time I heard you talk was a northern voice oh yeah okay probably in 2009 yeah maybe 2010 and you were giving a talk on podcasting yes yeah and and you were talking about how to do the ira glass sound if you want to get (laughs) yes really close to the mic in lieu of original ideas i just train people on (laughs) the stuff i've been copying (laughs) exactly and and i've always copied your i've i shamelessly copy your style for for top for talking about tech and i love your new your new podcast it's it it is a it is a uh, a quarter of a milo walk (laughs) good is what it is. So it's nice. I can know I can beginning. I can listen beginning to end, and and I don't have to go like ah oh, crud. <laughs> I gotta I gotta stop this. I'm not gonna be able to finish. So I thought we would talk today about this kind of. I feel like podcast. I mean, I've always loved podcasting because I've always loved radio. Not not that I've ever been on the radio. I've always aspired to be on the radio. But you've you've actually been like the, a radio journalist and had radio shows and, yeah. and now you're doing, you know, digital media and podcasting. What, did, what, did, why, what do you think happened? Like, why is this even now just certain podcasting is like everyone's podcasting. Well, How do I you think, see those intersections? Yeah. I, uh, hang on, bear with me moving my, moving my stuff around. Um, uh, you know, I think audio is, is a great medium and, and, one of the things that's I think in line with where we are as a people or a society for better or for worse is that we are continuing this trend of, of needing to multitask, you know, as time gets shorter. And I mean, this has been something that people have been talking about since the sixties is we always need to multitask, but you know, every, every couple of years, it seems to get a little bit more multitasky in our work, especially now that we've been working from home and, and so on. So, you know, audio in that respect is kind of the ultimate medium, because even as you said, you know, you can be walking your dog at the same time as as going for as listening to a podcast. So, you know, I think that that's that's really helpful for people is to be able to to, to unlike YouTube or television, where you've got to kind of devote another uh, another sensory <laughs> organ, yeah. your eyes um, to that. It's a little bit easier to absorb. And I think also the quality of podcasts um, is getting more refined. I never would like to say better because back in the early days, you know, when, when you were early in podcasting and so on, you know, there were really good podcasts and part of what made them good was that they were raw and unpolished. Yes. Um, that, that, that's a good, that's a nice way of what called my podcast for definitely raw and unpolished. <laughs> but those are, I, you know, I think those are the best ones. I, there was a, um, 
there was a podcast of a of a, a brother and sister in Toronto, and they were quite young at the, at the time. I think the brother was eleven, and the sister was like fifteen or something. But they had a great podcast, um, and it was just kind of their life, and it was compelling as hell. Like, I mean, it was just it was the kind of stuff. And you know, we we've gotten to a place in the podcasting space now where podcasts are more polished, and there's narrative structures that have been developed through from screenwriting and so on. And so there's there are ways to make it compelling. But I feel like we're we're missing some of those early days of people just throwing a microphone on. You know, you, you know Mark Blevis, our, our mutual friend who yes. is in Ottawa and a phenomenal podcaster and writer in his own right. Um, he has kind of a private podcast, which I won't share the name because I, I don't think I think it's just a, a private feed that, for his family and friends where he just like every other day or so he just turns on the mic and starts talking about like what he did that day and, and what his thoughts are generally and. You know, sometimes it's boring, but sometimes it's like deeply profound. And so I, I like that being in this space of, of sort of, I like those podcasts. Yeah. And I think that's how I, I started. Um, it would be a little before we met when I lived on Salt Spring Island. For mm-hmm. those of you who do not know Canadian and British Columbia geography, Salt Spring Island is these center, these Gulf islands that are between the mainland and Vancouver Island. Um, Salt Spring Island is famous as the, the last natural refuge of the North American hippie. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I would walk to town with a, I bought a cheap, cheap MP3 recorder and I would walk to town. I called it my walkabout podcast and you could hear all the traffic going by and the gravel crunching under my feet. And I loved doing it. And then I got to a point where I had so many episodes in the can that I wanted to master that by the time I was like, oh, now it doesn't matter. And I probably should have just fired him off. And I probably would still be podcasting, have the walkabout podcast, my name would have changed, but I probably would have been still doing it if I had just not worried about yeah. as much. Yeah, yeah. So you, when, no, when did you, see, it's like when you worked at the CBC and you, you were into radio and, D, and TV, mm-hmm. when did podcasting start appealing to you as a, as a really good medium? Day one. Day one. Day one. Literally the first time, literally the first time that I heard about podcasting, I thought this is, this is going to be huge. Um, because it did, as you sort of referenced, you know, I was in radio at the time. I started my career in radio and then kind of went into marketing and then went back to CBC and am now back in marketing. I kind of, every, every decade I seem to alternate. Um, but my two loves have always been radio and technology. And radio had not been a very technology heavy, uh, um, uh, medium at that point you know this is 2004 really when when podcasting first sort of was developed or when the enclosure tag was added to the rss feed spec which enabled podcasting and it was done by these two guys uh, dave weiner and adam curry and yep. they they threw the, the that tag in and they called it podcasting i think i've heard, I, I remember adam saying once that he wished he hadn't called it podcasting it was named podcasting because at the time there was no iPhone, but there were iPods yes. and you would listen mostly on an iPod. So that's why it was called podcasting. But yeah, you know, I mean, I think that, that part of it appealed to me because I could see that this would change the way we listen to radio and it would enable us to, to listen, you know, in a different slice. Um, I used to call it vertical listening where traditional radio and television is horizontal. You think about the way that, a you know, an old school TV guide used to be. There were channels down the left and there was a time across the right. And if you wanted to listen or watch, you would basically listen or watch horizontally. You would stay on one channel and you would just kind of, you know, and let let that television station 
if, if you were committed to a particular station brand and that television station would just drop stuff in at particular times and it would be different content. You know, one, one show one might be a newscast about fishing and then they might do a show about uh, for families and there might be a comedy show and then there might be a late night newscast, you know, so lots of different topics, but all kind of in this one horizontal line. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we could use this technology to, instead of listening horizontally, to listen vertically by subject matter so that I could say, I am like really into alpaca breeding or whatever. And so find me a collection of alpaca breeding content. And I don't care what line it's on. I don't care what station it's from. Just hop down those station lists until you can find enough material to package up a little newscast about alpaca breeding for me. That I don't think that technology has yet to come to fruition. I think we've sort of adapted podcasting to the traditional radio model, largely public radio model, which is fine. It's compelling listening. Public radio produces some amazing stuff. Um, but I'm hoping that further down the line, we'll get into that kind of vertical listening, vertical style of listening, where we can say, you know, I have a very specific niche interest in, you know, like, for instance, one of my interests is the JFK assassination. I have one of the largest collections of artifacts in, in the country around that. What? Yeah. Okay. Th- that's going to be a second. We have to talk about that later. But, okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and um, so I, you know, I, I, and I listened to podcasts. There's a great one called Black Op Radio. This guy's been doing it for literally 20 years out of his basement in New Westminster. He does this hour and a half show every single week about it. And, but I would love to be able to sort of listen to other stuff from, from various providers. So, you know, maybe we'll get there. Maybe the technology will, will get us there. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole idea of vertical, when you first said vertical listening or vertical watching, I thought, well, we have that. We have Netflix and we have other, we, we, that's true. Yeah. You, you don't have to, you don't have to watch at a time. I mean, you, you and I are old enough to remember the times when, you know, we, the world would re- rotate around when a show was on. Yeah. Right. Um, I think you, you probably remember, I remember the, the summer when, you know, the summer when the big question was who shot JR. Oh, yes. Right. In Dallas. And it was the cliffhanger and their t-shirts and everyone. And the, and we, when we knew that knew that it was going to come on, I was too young to stay up that late. So I actually never got to see either the episode where JR was shot nor that what happened at, when he came up. But I remember that was a thing. And like the last episode of mash, uh, and, and all of those things that we, the world stop. And now the world just listens when we feel like it, but then clubhouse came along and I'm, I've, I'm still in, I'm like, I'm ambivalent on clubhouse. Yeah, I think same. It, it, it's, I love the, the idea. And it was like, you were talking about yesterday. Um, how many cl- clubhouse clones are there? Did you say uh, well, everyone like, has one? Now. Everyone. Facebook, Facebook's working on one. Twitter is about to roll one out. Discord is rebranding. It's, it, it's yeah. sort of adapting voice channels. LinkedIn has got one now. Yeah. Spotify, got Spotify, Spotify, Spotify bought, bought an audio app to put themselves there. Yeah. And I, the thing, the thing that I don't enjoy about clubhouse and I turned off almost all the notifications was unlike radio, it is a little too unstructured. And the, the, it's like, for me, going into Clubhouse and looking for something to listen to is like when you're on a long drive in the middle of nowhere and there is absolutely no good radio stations and you finally just give up and listen yeah. to the sound of the, you know, sound of the road grinding under your tires because you just there's nothing. That's what I feel Clubhouse is. And there's a podcast the equivalent as well to that. And I, I don't know if there's a formal name, but I call them ramble casts. 
right? Where they are like three hour long podcasts that don't actually have a point. I, you know, one of, one of my wife's favorite podcasts is called crime writers on. Um, and it is, it's about, uh, it, it's these three or four, literally they, they write crime fiction crime, but they review these true, all the true crime podcasts. And when they're actually reviewing it for the five or 10 minutes that they're reviewing it, it's really good. I'm really interested, but honest to God, they take about 20 minutes to even start the show like it's they're talking about their cats and what they did that weekend. And I couldn't care less. And so I think Clubhouse is kind of partially that, you know, because you say it's not structured. People are not professional hosts, not nor need they be, but, you know, stick to a point. And then the other thing that sort of happened, unfortunately, with Clubhouse is that within a very short amount of time, um, sort of the self-promoters of LinkedIn showed up. So mm-hmm. all the realtors that want to promote stuff or they've got a uh, someone's got an information product, they're selling a webinar and a training course. And so, you know, now the, I mean, I haven't opened Clubhouse in two or three weeks, but the last time I looked at it, it was full of like how to 10x your Instagram following. And it's like we the world doesn't need more. We of don't need that. I, I when you t- talked about some of these Clubhouse clones and I think about LinkedIn I think especially about Spotify because I, when I decided to relaunch this podcast, I, I didn't, I'm going baby steps. So I'm, I'm hosting on anchor.fm, mm-hmm. which is free, mm-hmm. but Spotify owns it. Mm-hmm. And I would, I think it would be great to have a live podcast and everyone knows it's live. And so like the, there's going to be like little to no post-production, but you could it have that radio show feel and then be able to save it and listen to it later because one of the things i've has annoyed me the most about podcast about clubhouse is when you know there's a really good session but you just can't make it for whatever reason or you hear about it too late you pop in and you just don't understand like it's 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 like you're being dropped into the middle of a a a radio play and you have no idea who the characters are or what's going on and it makes no sense at all. You know, this exists though, right? I mean, this everyone sort of there's a lot of attention paid to Clubhouse because it's largely funded, and and the first people who moved in were tech investors, and so it got a lot of attention that way. But there's been there's this website called Blog Talk Radio that has been around. Oh for, yes, for a decade. Yeah, that I is, used to have a show on that. Remember, Jim Turner and I used to have the professional bloggers pod thing on Blog that's Talk Clubhouse. Radio. Yeah, that's literally Clubhouse it's over just the not phone. As good it's just a little bit the technology is a little bit differently right it's through the it's through a web browser and then your guests can phone in so not actually using their iphones yeah. microphone for good audio quality they're phoning a phone line but it was the same thing it was live and then it would automatically package it up into an mp3 file and create a little podcast out of it so you know the only thing that's different about clubhouse is it's cooler you know it's it's an app now instead of a website um and that's about it <laughs> yeah that's true that's true um but i i see i mean I see great potential, not for Clubhouse specifically, but just as um, maybe it, it maybe it is like we share this uh, affection for. I used to listen to public radio all the time when I was mm-hmm. in grad school, and I was reminded yesterday listening to your show and you were you put in you had an ad because you've got sponsors, which is wonderful. Yeah, and I don't mind listening to the ads, by the way, because what I was I was reminded of the way you did the ad when um, the the last year my dad was alive and I was in grad school, I would drive two hours from our, our summer place on the lake um, from, from there up to where at the university of Maine where I was going to grad school. And I would, I would go, I would like leave school about Friday afternoon and spend the weekend with my parents and then drive back on Sunday. And I would listen to the Red Sox games on AM radio. And those announcers were great in how they worked in ads. 
because the, like the, the example I always give, and this is totally made up. It was like, you know, it's a beautiful day at Fenway, you know, the evening's settling in, you know, it's, it's quiet. It's it, the wind is, is blowing and it's cool. And, but it's not, but it's a night like this. It's, you really need a Budweiser, Budweiser, the king of beers. And this is going to this ad. And I felt that your ads had that. It was nostalgic for me. The way your ad just sort of like, yeah, that that's cool. And I enjoy it. I, I don't know. That's, and are you still there? Sorry, I muted myself. Okay, I'm phew. an idiot. I'm an idiot. That was not your end. Um, I coughed, and so I hit the mute button on my mic, and then I forgot to turn it back on again. <laughs> okay, phew. Oof. You know, um, I think I think that that uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I I was going on rambling incoherently while I was muted. Now I've completely forgot what I was talking. About. Well, this will, <laughs> this is funny because every podcast I've recorded, something has gone wrong, and I'm doing this. <laughs> At the end of every show, after we say goodbye, a little like MCU homage. So this is what went sideways in this episode. And it's going to be like, so Tan had some really great points, but we'll never know because he was muted. <laughs> yes, exactly. Story of my life. Um, so so um, maybe maybe if we change topics, you'll remember the other one and we'll do sure. this sort of the ADD podcast where we'll yeah. switch back. Yeah. Um, you said uh, like you and I have a passion for shared passion for technology. And um, have bounced around between, you know, I was a, I, I, I say it was a tech journalist, but you, you, I wasn't really a journalist in the truest sense. I wrote about stuff for money. Um, and then you went to, you know, journalism, marketing, back to journalism. Now you're back to marketing. What is, what, what has that journey been like for you? What has fueled that journey? Was it, was it does, passion for the, for marketing or just purely, Hey, I need, I need to earn a, a living. What is I, what has been the thing? I don't. I, yeah, I don't know that I that I had any kind of strategy. I mean, my my career path and my life has largely just sort of bumbled along, following my interests and hoping for the best. Um, and probably missed out on some opportunities. I, I started my career in radio um, in the Kootenays for a, a radio network called KBS, where you had to answer the phone by saying it's great to be in the Kootenays, and it usually wasn't. <laughs> and, yeah, I can uh, imagine that. Yeah. So I was like 19 or 20 or something like that. And I worked in Creston, which is a tiny little town. I worked Monday to Friday there uh, as the news reporter. And then Saturday and Sunday, Saturday and Saturday and Sunday morning, I would drive to Trail, which was about a two hour drive over ice mm -hmm. and do the weekend newscasts um, from starting at 430 in the morning until about noon. Then I'd go to the travel lodge, have a one hour nap, and then I'd jump in the KBS Coca-Cola Kootenai Cruiser. <laughs> and, sorry <laughs> and go cover like the bond spiel like i'm sure it broke every labor law it was seven days a week 14 hours a day but it was great training for you know live radio and so on and then but technology's always been fascinating to me um marketing has been fascinating to me and sort of the intersection between the two so i've mostly just sort of followed followed my interests. i mean i was very fortunate at cbc um i i was giving a lot of speeches at the time around sort of technology and where this new thing called the web was going to take organizations. And one of the companies that had hired me to, to present to them, because um, I had started this pirate radio station on my computer. I had three. I was, I think it was through Winamp somehow, but it was like a streaming radio station, you know, long before anyone cared about copyright and stuff. And I had three of them streaming. And one was like, and it was called Todd Radio 1, Todd Radio 2, Todd Radio 3. And one was like all Canadian music. One was all Canadian comedy. And I forget what the third one was. 
And CBC Radio found out about it and asked me to present to them about what what all this technology was and what the future of radio might look like. And so I did. I gave them, you know, a little bit of a presentation. And at the end, there was this Q&A session. And, and one of the producers there said, if you could have any job at the CBC, what would you do? And normally I would just blow that off as a joke. But I thought, well, maybe they're serious. And I said, you know, I would love to host a national live radio show where it's really live, right? Not live to the East Coast and then time delayed across the country. I mean, live to every time zone and interactive so that people could control how the show played out through chat room, webcams, whatever. And uh, two weeks later, a national producer called and said, I've been assigned to your pilot. And that was sort of how I got into CBC. And so that that show, which they actually called Todd Radio, I remember. Uh, ran for two or three seasons. And, and then my career went backwards at the CBC. I started as a national host, then I was a national producer, then I was a columnist, then I was a freelancer, and then I was out. You know, most people you go kind of go, <laughs> most people you start at the beginning and 20 years later you're hosting a national show. I kind of did, did it backwards. But it's, you know, it's, and, and public radio, I think, is, is such a, an interesting model for podcasting because it has the, the same, you know, largely the same kind of storytelling mechanisms um, to capture people's attention. You've got some time to kind of play stuff out. You know, unlike private radio where I started, where everything is time to a 60 second clock in AM radio and it's time for traffic with Sarah, you know. That kind of stuff is you've, you've got time to breathe. And that's also what I like about podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. It is that, that storytelling aspect. Um, at some point, I'm going to have a guest where we we talk about purely podcasting as the new storytelling. I, I've, um, I, I've, you know, used to listen to like, we'll be gone days occasionally. Mm. And, and my, and my, my brain is completely blanked out on the, on the amazing, Garrison Keillor. No, no, no. Stuart no. McLean. That's Stuart who McLean. I was thinking right. of, of his, his Canadian rate. Cause you know, I'm an immigrant Vinyl to Canada. Cafe. The vinyl cafe was, was wonderful. And his stories, I still remember the defrosting the Turkey in the dryer. Yeah. Episode. <laughs> That's the one everyone remembers. Everyone yeah. remembers that one. Um, yeah. I, I remember a bunch of his other, his other work and I love those. And I think, yeah, it's podcasting gives, gives us this chance to delve in and give a story. I mean, I had originally, as I described this in the, pre-show notes I shared with people. So I'm trying to make this a one Milo walk long podcast, which is mm-hmm. roughly 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how long it takes me to walk Milo from the house round the long way around to go pick up my daughter from school. And yeah, I have, yeah, I think I, the only time I've done one Milo walk lengths is when I've been alone because everyone is too interesting. Mm. I cannot, I do not, do not want to go like, yeah, well, you know, Todd, we're at 28 minutes. Uh, yeah. So shut up. No, <laughs> that's, that's not how this works. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how this works. And um, so tell me about your, your podcast reminds me of one I did a long time ago. I did the WordPress one minute podcast where it was a tip I could explain to do in one minute that you could do in one minute in WordPress. How did you decide on the time format for your new I stole it. Okay. I ripped it off from someone else. That's, that's the truth. There's this great, great podcast out there called the Tech Meme Ride Home. And it is um, about a 15-minute newscast, basically summarizing everything that day in the world of tech. So it's very broad. You know, it's all sorts of tech from smart cars to Internet of Things to Wi-Fi technology to microchips. It's, it's everything. But I love the format. It was like punchy, short, 30-second news clips. It was like everything that you needed to know about in the world of tech that day. 
And I thought, well, I've got to find the digital marketing social media equivalent of this. And I searched and I searched. And it was clear that some people had started and tried. Mm-hmm. They'd made like three or four episodes and then fallen off the wagon and hadn't updated it in ages. And I thought, well, why don't I try it for a couple of weeks and see if it gets an audience? And it did. And it's been going. We've been doing it for a year and a half now, every single workday, every single weekday. So I think we are at episode 359 now. I'll have to. Yeah, that sounds about right. Something it's a, it's something in like the 350s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in the 350s for sure. Um, and it's, you know, it's certainly evolved. Um, you know, now we have good theme music that, again, Mark Blevis composed, yep. actually. It's great um, theme music. It's uh, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have a music license, so we can use other pieces of music. Um, someone on my at my agency largely writes the big chunk of the script and does the sort of the first run of the edit. So, you know, it's become a bit of a team effort now. And, you know, the, to be honest, the, the goal, the long-term goal, because I still run EngageQ, which is a digital agency with five people in it. We've got lots of really great clients. Um, so a lot of my time is taken up with that. But my goal has been, just like it was with the speaking circuit, where about three or four years ago I decided, you know, it's time. I've been doing speaking, professional speaking for money for 20 years now. You know, it's, it's time to wrap it up. I'm tired of traveling. Yeah. So about three or four years ago, I started to kind of scale back and do more on the on the EngageQ agency side. So similarly with the podcast, that's kind of the seesaw I'm trying now is to is to hopefully maybe in three or four years scale back the uh, the agency, maybe sell it off somewhere, um, and just do this podcasting and uh, and dude, TikTok is. Crazy. Are you on TikTok? No, I've never, I, so I've I never from, even launched it. I don't right, even listen, have it so, installed. So it took me 20 years to get 10,000 followers mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. And that's with the benefit of giving keynote speeches to tens of thousands of people to being on national radio. It took me, it took me that long to get 10,000 followers. I've been on TikTok for a month and a half. I just crossed 20,000 followers last night. That's, that's that's crazy. TikTok that's, is crazy. That's, and so anyway, I, we're doing so. It, it the the podcast is about a, a eight to ten minute long summary of everything in the world of digital marketing, from social media to SEO to online ads to Facebook, everything that we can. Um, and then so that gets put out on the feed, and then I go over to TikTok and I do a one minute version of the podcast because that's the max that you can do right now. So it's a one minute newscast of the it's a one minute summary of the 10 minute summary. <laughs> do, do, do you like do you like record it and then, you know, speed it up in GarageBand? So no, like you get no, hamster voice just, or no, it's just scripted to be it's just basically one line per story, maybe two lines per story. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could get into TikTok. I, I just I, I but have, you, have you downloaded the app and tried no, it yet? Okay, I have listen not. Listen to me very carefully, Tris. Listen to me very carefully. Okay. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go download the app. Okay. You're gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna ask you some interests that you have. You're gonna answer honestly. You're gonna swipe. Just give it twenty minutes. Just swipe through. If you don't like the video, swipe up. Get rid of it. In twenty minutes, I promise it will have you nailed. It will have okay. you down. But like Sheila's TikTok feed is gonna look completely different. It's gonna be singers. It's gonna be performance art. Yours is gonna be you know WordPress. It's gonna be content writing. It's gonna be uh, copy. It's it, it is so good. And here's the thing: is TikTok used to be especially back in its musically days used to be teenagers doing dances and lip syncing. And there, right. is, there is that there too, as well. But my TikTok feed, because the algorithm has nailed me down so much, it's figured out what I like. It, mine is all educational. So I follow a couple of cooking feeds in there. I follow some digital marketers. Um, I follow this, this guy that is a demolition expert and he blows stuff up, but he talks about how he does it. And I used to be like every night I would watch an hour, an hour and a half of YouTube 
in bed, I'd read half an hour of Reddit. I don't think I've opened my Reddit app in three weeks, four weeks maybe. I don't think I've watched any more than two or three YouTube videos. I'm not proud of this, by the way. I'm not. <laughs> but it's, it's a changing in, in media consumption. Okay, because see, yeah. my vision of TikTok is still, it was st- definitely stuck in the tweens doing dance routines and flossing. No. Nope. As like, yeah, no, I, I'm, I, that, I, I mean, that's I have there. no interest. That's there. But but if you don't like those, you just swipe away really quickly and it learns. It figures out how long you spend on each on each video and the shorter amount of time you spend on it before you swipe it away, the less you like it. And I promise you, I promise you, dude, in 20 minutes, in 20 minutes, it will start feeding you stuff that you're like, oh, that was really interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're you're on because okay. like I'm publishing this episode. This episode will be out week after next. So and so that's probably when I'll be writing, rewriting the show notes and and, after, <laughs> and things. And I'll have this like, okay, so in the show, Todd challenged me to try yes. TikTok. And it's either going to be, man, he like, what is he on? That is no, <laughs> this is stupid. Or, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm hooked. And now you'll be seeing, you know, my ink stained fingers on TikTok. And I'll show you how I fill a, a fountain pen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You mock me now. Uh, I mock you now. But let me but, tell you, friend. But hey, this is okay. As as a weird before we wrap up because we're 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 into an extended Milo walk now. Um, Sheila is working on some uh, some schoolwork kind of things, and she's reading these papers of, from the early parts of this century. It's weird saying that about digital natives, and they were talking about a study that was done in the UK. It was a 2010 paper, and I think you can relate to this. And the, the the researchers are asking people if they they read blogs, and the person's response was, "No, I can't imagine why anyone would be interested in what you're reading about what people had for breakfast the, that morning." Which, if we turn back the clock to 2010, a lot of blogs were still. Exactly that. This is what I had for breakfast. I took the dog for a walk and blah. And now here we are another decade later. And I don't, I don't think we really blog really anymore. I don't think people, I mean, there are blogs clearly people do, but I think we've, we've, at least from the business side of of the world, we're, we're writing. Yeah, I mean, part part of it is Google's fault because you know, I mean, the, the blog posts became a mechanism for SEO placement, so Google killed the the SEO value in them for the most part. But you know, also another big sort of thing was the RSS feed. The RSS feed to this day remains a brilliant technology that no one um, uses. That nobody uses exactly, and so it used to be back in the day, all every single blog, every every single whether it was Blogware, WordPress, you know, any of the early platforms. Um, they all had an RSS feed. WordPress still does today. But yep. now, you know, you go on to like a company site like Facebook's blog or Squarespace's blog or something. And they have a blog format, reverse chronological articles, but there's no RSS feed behind it. YouTube took its RSS feed away. Google what? killed Google Reader. Like, why yes. are you people doing this? Like, it, I, think, I think blogging and that format would, would have had it, a, a little renaissance moment like Serial was for podcasting if we'd have just honored... The, the technology of the RSS feed and, and fewer and fewer content management platforms will spit out an RSS feed. You know, and I, I give, I give hell to this. So for instance, you know, as, as part of our work, we cover the social platforms and updates on them. And so all of them, and so I pick on Sprout Social because it's the one that we use at a agency. So we know it the best. They have a page on their website. They have a blog site on their website. And on this blog site is their product updates, but there's no RSS feed. And I said to them like, do you expect people to bookmark that page 
and then just daily visit it in the hopes that maybe you've updated like would it like that's the whole point of an rss feed yeah. but there, i don't know which don't know which in the connection between what we're doing and the early mention of the birth of podcasting and the podfather mm-hmm. um mark curry i remember seeing him at gnome decks or something with dave weiner who was one of the fathers of rss mm-hmm. and and how it all came together yeah i can't remember i think it's been over a year since i fired up an rss reader and i do a lot more newsletters now but that is your your maybe rss will get a renaissance we'll find a better way to oh, I hope so. to pull it together because i used to be when i was pro blogging um have like a thousand feeds i followed yeah and yeah. i would go through those i don't know three four five times a day yeah reading all the new stuff and it's like yeah like to your point do you actually expect people to come back to your website daily just on the the off chance you might have maybe published something yeah no no that doesn't that doesn't work well, they, well, or at least like give me an email. So, like if you want first party data, fine. I'll give you my email address if you have to do it that way. But even that, even that, they're not. And so as a result, we don't cover them. We don't cover their updates because I can't tell when they've updated anything. Right. It's not worth yes. your time to go spend time. If like no. if you're not taking the time to help make it bring the information to me in our information saturated world, exactly. I don't have time to go seek it out. At least do that part for you. Yeah. Well, Todd, this has been. This has been fabulous because um, I, I feel the one great thing about this restarting the podcast is I'm getting to talk to all the people I've known for a decade mm. and reconnecting with them and kind of catching up with what folks are doing and listening to their all their podcasts. Uh, and uh, yeah, this, I think, reinvigorating maybe our shared love of technology. It's never gone away, I think, for any of us. Yeah. But maybe getting to talk about it's nice. Well, Tristan, it's always a pleasure talking to you and i i'm i feel bad that it's taken us you know whatever it's been eight or nine years to reconnect but it's always such a joy to see the stuff that you're involved in and the commitment that you have to your space you know it's always been a space that you've really known well and you've done i, I think such a great job in helping other people understand it and bring people into that circle um it's just such a pleasure reconnecting with you oh well thank you todd okay well oh now i'm blushing oh thank you fiddle ed <laughs> so uh, this has been an, a, a fab, fabulous episode, and maybe I will actually do a nice, like, Todd, it's been great chatting with you. Let's keep in touch. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Uh, okay, I, I love that. Okay, good. Phew. Okay, that, that's, a good, <laughs> that's a good hour to I can end that. So, and uh, we will, whoops, bump the mic. Okay. And so this has been another great, my ink-stained fingers. So, what went wrong in this week's episode? Okay. Few things went sideways. First was Todd was uh, and I were going to try Zencaster so we could see each other and record really cool high quality audio. It didn't look like it was recording because there was no waveform on his mic. I think it was because his mic was too quiet. Because when we did the test, I still couldn't hear anything. Well, so we switched to Clean Feed and then stopped the video, which led to the big problem, which was. M- Todd had to cough, so he muted his mic, as one is supposed to do. I muted my mic several times during the discussion so I could have a sip of water. But then he made some amazing, pithy, mind-altering, world-changing point, which we'll never know. Because he didn't unmute his mic. And because we couldn't see each other, I couldn't be waving at him madly going, Todd, Todd, I can't hear you. So there it is. I don't know. Maybe the other thing was 
Todd didn't have headphones and you can kind of hear a little echo of me in the background. I, I did a little better in the post-processing, but there you go. It wouldn't be an ink stained fingers without a blooper. Here's the outro you really like. If you'd like to learn more about me and my writing and content marketing services, please visit inkbythebarrel.ca. But until then, remember, keep your pencil sharp, your notebook in your pocket, and your pen always full of ink. This has been my ink-stained fingers. Mm -hmm.